0: Welcome to It's Ashley J's, where we will be discussing all things relationships. I'm your host, Ashley J. I am a wife, mother, and therapist. I've also been in plenty of relationships and learned a lot from them. I want to share my experiences with you. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast and share with those that you think will benefit from it.
1: Really? your heavy burning and let everything that happens, praise the Lord, this is why we have breath. Praise. praise the Lord. Praise, praise, praise. Sometimes you're in the desert, sometimes you feel the pain. Comes a storm, and sometimes he lets it. Please don't oh, hold your breath.
0: everyone thank you for coming into the love experience. I'm so glad that you guys are here and I am so glad that I pushed through because I wanted to cancel today I haven't been feeling well the last few days but I am here and I am going to deliver this word that um, God told me to deliver and for those of you who do not know me my name is Ashley J. I'm a relationship date coach um, therapist wife mother author speaker producer host so many things (laughs) and i have this is about what the fourth time we've had this room and um it's blessed me each time and i hope it continues to bless you um go ahead and ping some people into the room but today we are going to talk about the title today is just married now what some of us some people we get married and don't understand what what they're um, supposed to do in marriage. And this is what we're gonna talk about today. Um, We're gonna talk about the duties of wives and husbands um, so that everybody could either get realigned, get clarification, and definitely get understanding of what it is that you're supposed to do as a wife and as a husband. So I want to start off with Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19. And that says, wives, yield to the, the authority of your husbands, because this is the right thing to do in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be gentle with them. So first of all, a lot of people have a lot, a lot, I'll say a lot of women have some issue with submission and that is basically what verse 18 is telling us to submit to our husbands now submission is not um being controlled and i think that's where some of the stigma comes with the word submission It's not being controlled being controlled by your husband that's not what it is um it's simply yielding to the authority that he has as the head of the household he is next in line um after god so are you not going to submit to god and i'm not saying that our husbands are god but um that is kind of the same concept it's it, think of it like this um the church the church is to yield and to submit to the father so when the church does not do that Then we see um, different things happen. We see cults coming into play. We see churches being all over the place. Um, Sometimes people may not even believe that it is a church. And we see when women, when wives do not submit to their husbands, um, we see kind of the same things happening. Women, women, doing everything that they want to do without talking it over with your husband. Um, And they are wearing the pants in the family and they are the ones who are in control. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with all of that, but if you're marrying your husband, he is the one that's the head of the household. So that means as couples, We are supposed to talk things over. Um, Decisions that we make, we're supposed to talk them over with each other. We're supposed to, um, excuse me, supposed to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other before moving and going in your own direction. And I say this because in the beginning of my marriage, I had a hard time submitting. I had a hard time talking things over with my husband. Um, I was deciding to do things on my own and really not listening to any input from him, but life is so much easier when you discuss things first, um, because you get maybe a different perspective, um, something that you didn't think about when it comes to doing that thing that you want to do, you are being respectful. Just as he should be respectful to you because he's the head but shed a neck and you have decisions to make as well and input to help him with decisions that he wants to make. So he can talk things over with you before doing them. That's what should be done because it's, it's, it's a partnership, but a partnership in a form that um, in biblical terms, he is the head. Is that making sense? Um, and also we have to understand that it is his job to love us and to be, to care for us. Um, gent being gentle with your wives that at first that kind of bothered me. Cause I'm like gentle. Why, why he need to be gentle. Like you gotta take special care of, of me, but that is the thing like that's that's part of his job he has to take care of us as the head he has to love us that's his job to love us and that is not his only job we all have different jobs that we have to do when it comes to contributing to our marriages and um that that is why you know we are to really yield to each other and i believe that um I will uh get to that in one of the other scriptures that I have but um we have to yield to each other because that's just that's how you that's what you do in marriage um is that making sense my you want to add something no not yet you're doing
2: good
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) so yes um that as I said that's the job of of wives and the job of husbands Now when we go over to Ephesians 5 um someone last week kind of brought this up saying that they had an issue with this but we go over to Ephesians 5 um we will I will start at verse 22 and end at verse 25 So wives, Yield to your husbands as you do to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body, which is the church. As the church yields to Christ, so you wives should yield to your husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, this adds a different element to this conversation. Because now the command for husbands is to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Do you know how much love that is? Think about how, okay, let's, let's think about the children of Israel. And think about how much they turned their backs against God. How they disobeyed and wanted to do their own thing. And he he was, he got mad at them, but he they not, that never stopped them from being his children. That never stopped them stopped him from loving them. So now the husband's love, if he is supposed to love us as Christ loves the church, his love is a great love. It should be unconditional love. Our love for each other, I believe, is should be unconditional love, and it's a process to take that you have to go through before you can learn how to unconditionally love one another, and it's not an easy process. But if you are sticking to biblical principles, then you will eventually learn how to unconditionally love your husband, and he will learn to unconditionally love you. That mantle the Christ gave himself for the church. That's how much he loved us how can can y'all see that? Can y'all hear how that is that hits differently when you think about the marriage between a husband and a wife that hits way different than I'll say just basic love. The stuff that you go through as a couple that teaches you how to forgive, Well, let me say this It should teach you how to forgive It should teach you how to Turn the other cheek And teach you how to Let some things go We stop counting wrongs We talked about about that in First Corinthians 13 Stop counting up the wrongs Don't There's no tally for all the wrongs that they've done And believe me if you're bringing up or bringing it to their attention the the wrong that you feel like they've done to you the injustice that they felt like you feel like they've done to you they know it but don't keep bringing it up once you talk about it discuss it move on from it stop holding on to that because all you're doing is blocking yourself from loving your husband the way you are supposed to love him and. You know, th- this whole thing, like this whole concept, when I was studying this, um, this whole concept that that God has, is bringing to my attention is something totally different. And it makes me look at marriage in a different way. Marriage is a partnership, absolutely. But it is it is a partnership that is supposed to last a lifetime. No matter the ups and downs, you gotta work those things out. I uh, stop calling it a quince a quit at the first sign of trouble. That is not marriage. Don't even get into a marriage believing that you don't need to um break up every time he makes you mad. Did you break up every time y'all got into an argument when you were just dating? don't, don't do that. Don't bring that into marriage. You have to have a completely different mindset when it comes to being married. You, your mindset has to be different. You have to, um, be like, forgiveness is the number one thing, y'all. Like, for real. Forgiveness is the number one thing. There have been many times. I don't, I'm not quite, I don't shy away from this. There have been many times when my husband and I would get into arguments and bad arguments and um decide, say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done. I am so done. I don't want to deal with this with you anymore. I'm over it. Leave me alone. Let's figure out a way that we can separate. Like we went there a couple of times and each time I felt conviction in my heart about it because I didn't get into something, a covenant like this just to quit. Can you imagine God quitting on us? Can't just think about that for a minute. What would that be like if he just quit on us? I'm I'd be lost in the sauce. Don't know who I am. My identity is totally gone. My royalty is gone. And there's there would be just I guess just existing without a purpose. So don't give up on your marriage. If God is not giving up on us, we should not give up on our marriage. And I will stop there if anybody wants to um, um, add anything. This is the Love Experience show. Let me reset real quick. This is the Love Experience show. um, Not show. This is the Love Experience, sorry. And we are here Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. And we are talking about the commands that God has given husbands and wives and talking about having the right mindset when you're getting entering into marriage anybody um want to say add anything to what we're talking about today okay so um one scripture i forgot to say read which i was just talking about this one um verse 21 in ephesians 5 yield to obey each other as you would to christ that is the other scripture i didn't read and i was just telling you all about this but yield to obey each other as you would christ that's what that's that's the that's your job you both are yielding you both are yielding to one another just like you yield to christ and matter of fact when you're married you yield to each other to you to each other and then both of you yield to christ together you cannot you cannot have one without the other you cannot have um you yielding you know maybe the wife yielding to the husband but the husband is not yielding to her and you definitely can't have um either one of you yielding to God, because God is the one who gives you the direction. Christ gives you directions on your marriage, on your daily life, and things that you should do with one another. He gives you that, that, that conversation that you need to have, maybe that you're not hearing. He is the one that's going to guide you guys. And then, um, verse 28, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as they love their own bodies. The man who loves his wife loves himself. Now, this one, <laughs> I guess my this is my psychology mind. This one, um, I thought of it a little differently because I'm like, well, what if I'm if you're with somebody who does not love themselves? they're going to treat treat me like crap or they're going to treat you like crap but check this out before you get into a marriage that man is supposed to love himself that is what he needs to do before you enter into the covenant of marriage he needs to love himself that way he can love you according to verse 28 he is not once once somebody is in love with themselves they're not going to abuse themselves they're not going to, um, give up on themselves. They're going to continue to nurture their bodies the way they believe they need to, as well as nurture you. Okay. This, this is a whole mindset thing that you have to have when going into marriage and that mind you cannot, you cannot, um, give up on that mindset because this thing is for life and you change your mindset and start being negative. It may not be for life. So keep the right mindset when it comes to giving, um, getting married. Yes. There have been times where some of us, I won't speak for everybody. I'll speak for myself. There was a time where I was mad at God and didn't want to have anything to do with him anything but the funny thing is when i thought i was running away from him i really wasn't <laughs> he was still there i was still seeing him moving in my life i was still seeing him doing different things in my life no matter how much i tried to run he was still there watching out for me taking care of me so just just consider that make that a, a thought for you if you get to a place where you um you are upset with God that's okay but once you get over being mad make sure you go to him and talk to him and um and ask him for forgiveness and show ask him to show you another way to to live anybody have anything they want to say? Um, Yes. Go ahead. That's that's good.
2: Um, One of the things I thought about, and your two answers on here, they might be able to speak on it as well. But you're talking about um, a characteristic building. One of the things that God is concerned or not concerned is is, uh, impress upon, and we're not really taught that our character has to be healthy. When he says to love your wife as he loves the church, you have to have a character check in place before you can do that. You have to, like you said, love yourself. But he said, as the church, how and what is the example that Christ is showing us of love that causes us to want to? Live differently to treat each other differently. What is that? It's called understanding the word of God. Is understand you can't you can read the scripture and it says love um, your wife as the church and never understand that there's a principle to that effect. There's a principle in marriage to that love. That love is just not you know. Some people love themselves. Some people love themselves more than they need to love themselves. They're arrogant, they're self-willed, you know, puffed up. So, you know, some people, that's, that's the type of love they have, and it's all about them. So you can marry someone that loves themselves, not the way that Christ loves, but they love themselves and still be in have issues, still be in that same position because they still don't know Christ they still don't know God and because they don't know it they don't know how to love effectively because without a relationship and that's all God is about, it's about relationship so when we come into a covenant agreement with him he teaches how much he loves us, he teaches how to change so when you get married you are are supposed to be representing the father, representing the son Representing the covenant that is within them. So if you don't, if you cannot represent that covenant, then you're you're lacking a whole lot. And there's a lot that needs to be said about that. But the only way we can love is to first love Christ. Understand what His love passion or pattern is, so that we can love somebody else.
0: Yes, that's that's true, mom. Um, and thank you for adding that. Um, i I I guess I was assuming that everybody knew what I was saying when I was talking about keeping God at the head, because you gotta know him in order to keep him at the head of your marriage and be able to yield to him. You gotta know him, you gotta have a relationship with him. And yes, um, loving yourself in a way that is a godly way, not in a worldly way because you know being selfish and arrogant and all of that stuff that is the way the world loves themselves but we are supposed to love one another and love ourselves the way god has created us to um so yeah thank you for adding that element um to this discussion anybody else the floor is open if anybody wants to come up here you can um just you know come on up but um yes so the i guess this is that is characteristics um of of love and of um how a person should be when it comes to um marriage and also um one one of the duties do I want to say this now um one of the duties as a wife is to cover our husbands and cover him in prayer. Um, Keep him at the foot of the Lord in prayer Um, because, because he's the head, there are going to be so many tactics that the enemy will um, put out there to get him catch him off guard catch him slipping and um we have to see those tactics before they happen this is just me um this is what i'm i'm talking this Ashley talking but we have to see the tactics of the enemy and come against them before he even before our husbands even notice what's going on um they may not notice susie at work and all her little flirtatious things that she does but we hear it when we hear the stories that he comes to comes home and tells us about um and that should not be something that's going to make us mad but something that's going to make us pray fight in prayer about to keep his eyes covered and focused on the lord and and not be submissive to what Susie is trying to do um that is something that's that's something that we um as as wives that's what we have to do we we have to set the atmosphere of um peace in our homes and set the atmosphere of um acceptance in our home and not um not, not let there be chaos or discord happening in the house. That's not what we are supposed to do. No chaos. Like there needs to be peace. And I can say for my husband, he used to say, um, you know, he would have to. He would battle all day long at work when he was going into the office. He would battle all day long at work, and I would see how run down and almost melted i'll I'll use that um he comes in the door from battling people all day long so why should he have to come home to a home that is in discord that is like living not getting a break from being in a in a battle that's what that's like And that is not something that I wanted for him. Of course, there were times that he and I would be, you know, arguing or whatever the case may be. And um, I was not the best wife. (laughs) So I could see the difference between how he would come home from, you know, fighting all day, fighting against racism and everything else that um, he has to deal with. And then having to come home to fight with me because we got into an argument before he went to work. That doesn't make sense. Not to me. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else, but that doesn't make sense to me. So part of our job is to set that atmosphere of peace. And when I say acceptance, I'm saying acceptance as in accepting um, each other, accepting the flaws that each of us have, and accepting the things that come along with being married if that makes sense so that's why i say we had that is our job to to set the atmosphere and everybody may not be able to stay at home and work and whatever the case may be or everybody may not be a homemaker but um that is still part of our job blessing our home maybe when everybody is sleeping without distraction, Um, taking care of all of the things, we have to continue to keep a hedge of protection around our family, our husbands, and our home. Um, I've just, I don't know, I feel strongly about that. And there may be some that, that disagree with that, and that's okay, but I feel strongly about That being our job, because one of my prayers is when people come into my home, when my husband comes home, whoever, whatever it is, I want them to feel peace. I want them to feel peace and I want them to feel accepted. Now we ain't accepting no, no demons and all of that. That's not accepted. (laughs) We're going to fight against that. But I want people to feel the love of Christ when they come into my house. That has always been a big prayer for me. Okay, um, so let's do did I read first Peter three yet? Somebody let me know. Okay, if not, I'm gonna just go ahead and do it. Um so First Peter chapter three, verse uh let's see. I want to do verse five and verse seven. Okay. Um. And thank you, April. In this, in this same way, the holy women who loved, who lived long ago, and followed God, made themselves beautiful, yielding to their own husbands. In the same way, you husbands should live with your wives in in an understanding way, since they are weaker than you. But show them respect, because. God gives them the same blessing he gives you. The grace that gives true life. Do this so that nothing will stop your prayers. Okay. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Jazz. I'm sorry. You didn't move doing this. It's okay. I didn't want to stop the flow of the room. Go ahead
3: and continue this way.
0: I'll talk later. <laughs> okay sorry i didn't see you um a mute so um yes yeah, so this right here for me i i kind it kind of goes along with um what i was saying about covering our homes and to me this is how i take it um but also talking about how submission should be as well as how our husbands submitting to us, submitting to us in, showing respect to us um and doing it because not just because but part of doing it is um the grace extending grace that is another thing that you learn in marriage you got to extend grace um because times will get hard you will get frustrated but you got to extend grace to your husband's Um, because that's going to, that's going to let, let it be okay for forgiveness to take place and be okay for, um, for allowing mistakes to happen. So um, they, um, so yes, we have to, we have to do this so that we can have blessings. And As it says right here, do this so that nothing will stop your prayers I don't know about y'all, but there have been times when I would be angry and was not extending grace and did not want to pray about it Or if I prayed about it, it'd be a selfish prayer God, make him change, change his mind Make him stop, make him see what he's doing to me Those were the (laughs) things that I would say But God would always bring to me, no, see, what you need to do is, and I would get mad because I'm like, well, Lord, now you done let him do all this crazy stuff, talk this crazy stuff. Why am I the one getting in trouble? But that is the way that I would pray. And that was not correct. So now I have to ask God, okay, bring to my, my mind the things that I need to change so that this situation doesn't happen again or so we can move forward and heal whatever the case may be those were the things that i had to change my um my why how i had to change my prayers so um anybody else can add go ahead jasmine well i want to just say about what you were
3: talking about previously about set in the tone of your home i mean i just believe even before well, because i'm not married yet but before marriage for myself even you know just having a home in general and being a, a woman of god i think that it's so important to set the tone in the atmosphere of your home because you never know who's going to come in or who's going to go out and then too you know and i, I think I don't know if it has something to do. I don't even make me say that because I would say even before I had my son, it was like that for me because I'm there and spending time with the Lord there. So I think that it's definitely important because this is the atmosphere and the space that so I want the presence of the Lord to be in. So it's important for me to just make sure that my home is one of peace, one that invites the Lord into to be able to dwell here, and I have to rest here, I have to feel safe here, so it matters to me what my atmosphere is like. So I can only imagine that it has to be like, you know, like, uh, what do you call it, like, enhanced the amount of um, peace that you want to have cultivated in your home. Not just for, you know, your sake, but for your husband's sake and for your children's sake. You want them to feel safe, you want them to feel love, you want them to feel the peace of the Lord, you want them to be comfortable, you want it to feel like a home, um, and not just a house, and you want God to dwell there more than anything and when you were mentioning about you don't want it to be like um your marriage to be like you know a war zone i don't know if y'all know that song by jordan sparks but like as soon as you started saying that it came to my mind like why does love always feel like a battlefield and it doesn't have to be that way i don't know um if y'all have experienced this in the past but for me that was how i lived my life and i thought that that was what love was it had to be war it had to be a fight like it had to be, you know, back and forth of you weren't really showing that you loved me, but that was not love. Um, and that's not an example of how God loves us. And so if you're thinking about that, and I have another point too, but I'm trying not to go there. But if you're thinking about that, you know, in marriage, we don't want it to be like somewhere that is uncomfortable. And I can't remember specifically what that scripture is off the top of my head, but um, talking about how... Uh, you don't want to, you know, have a wife that is upset with you because if you're if you're a husband and you have a wife like that, it will make you want to sleep on the roof. You don't want that to be a place that your husband is in. So no matter what the situations may be that arise, you want to make sure that he still feels comfortable and invited enough to um, live in his home comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can get through what you need to get through, but I know that if there's moments, you know, that may arise that make make you feel like. <laughs> building but at the same time you also have to know that this the home that you have is not just for you but it's for all of you to be able to feel that the love the comfort the peace the joy the rest um, and not the opposite which is a war zone or a fight and all of these things so I'm glad that you brought that- Um, conversation I definitely do believe that that's some tips that I'm gonna put in my back pocket you know save those for later and I did have something else about the self-love piece but I don't want to bring the conversation back there if that's not where
0: it's going go ahead you can talk about it
3: okay I just wanted to say like one point because when you said that about self-love when it comes to men like nobody's having that conversation I know that is, like, a very strong portion of what I, my calling is On um, when it's, like, about women's empowerment and self-love and, like, knowing our worth and stuff like that for women. But who is having the conversation when it comes to self-love and, you know, what that looks like from a man? And Ms. Leslie touched on it. Like, sometimes when it comes to men, we look at the world kind of makes it, uh, glorifies the fact that, like, you know, a, a man that is, you know, doing good for himself, he is that prideful, like, it doesn't come off that way in regards to how the world sees it, but if he's puffed up and arrogant and prideful and egotistical, like, he got it going on, like, the world, like, um, celebrates that, but that's not really a display of the character of God, as she was mentioning. And so when you said that, it resonated with me because I'm just like, yo, like, I focus so much on that, like, for myself and for the women that I know that I'm called to. But I never thought about it. And I think that this is so key, especially for the single women. I never thought about it when even, you know, a a man trying to um, approach me. Does he love himself? Um, And that's something that I'm going to keep on the forefront of my mind when it comes time for me to start dating. That I want to make sure is he's showing me what an example of true love for his self, even from a man's point of view and perspective, is, and what does that actually look like? That's something that's just never—I've never even heard anybody say that. You know what I'm saying? Like to be honest with you, I've never heard anybody say that. And so for you to say that, I, I just didn't want us to like overlook that because you know we talk about it in our spaces women's spaces so much because that's something that is so important to us and there's a lot of healing that needs to be done in that area of self-love and our self-worth and identity but what does that look like for a man and I also and I say this because I have I, I feel like I've grown up with and seen the opposite side of that what self-love shouldn't what what the lack of self-love looks like rather the lack of self-discipline from a man's perspective looks like and I know what that looks like, but I don't really know if I have actually seen it or paid attention rather um, to be able to even put it into words what um, self-love from a man's perspective looks like. So I just wanted to share that because, I, like I said, I don't think that we're having or and I don't even know if men are having these conversations. Do they call it that? I don't know. So that was really interesting that you brought that to the conversation
0: you know what excuse me you are i think you're right um that is not discussed enough and um for me knowing that a man loves himself you will be able to tell you'll be able to see it um he'll take pride in what he's on not pride as in like he um he can't have a bad day, bad looking quote unquote looking day, but pride in his presentation of himself. And he's going to do the things that makes him um, stand out a little more because men are fixers. And what's, what happens with a man, he is a fixer and he's going to do everything that he can to solve an issue. Whatever it may be, that's what they do. And sometimes, when there is an ongoing issue, that self love takes a backseat because they have to find out a solution to that one thing that is ongoing, and they're trying to trying to come up with ways that they can fix it, change it, um, make sure it never happens again. So self love for them can sometimes take a back seat to it. I'm seeing it in my marriage. And, you know, that's why I take the time to say to my husband how much I appreciate him. And when he does something for himself, I I make sure I make a big deal about it because I want him to be comfortable and get back to doing those things Um, because they can get lost in, in in the problem. Like, they can and because they only you they only i guess operate in certain areas of their mind like they can't, they can't they're not good at multitasking like we are i'll say it like that so they their focus is truly on that one thing and everything else tends to take a back seat so i would like to have a man's input about this um unfortunately we won't ha- we don't have any men in the room today but um i i would like to have a man's input about this and and for them to tell us from their perspective what self love looks like for them and how we can recognize the signs when it's not there um i can speak personally from seeing it with my husband but he may not be it may not be the same case for every other man. So, um, that is something that we can look into. You had something to say.
3: Yeah. And I say this because like, you know, well you know, from people who don't have four younger brothers and little sisters and I also have like my cousin who is basically like my brother's basically like five brothers. So I I I feel like I you know, like I've grown up around like young men. Um, for the majority of my life, and so I have Seen them in a different light from that standpoint So just thinking about what you're saying, you know and thinking about even me being a big sister What it is that I do for my brothers and how it really does help them when you're talking about You know men still love to be affirmed just as we do like you know what I'm saying? Like we all have our different love languages, but men need that type of stuff too and I think about that because I'm just, like, thinking about how my brothers are and, like, you know, when you said they have a one-track mind. um, And it's not a bad thing. It's just that's just how they work and that's how they process. And if one thing is off, then it's, like, everything is off. And so it's very interesting that you say that because I'm, like, yo, I've seen that before. And I know, you know, thinking about, like, self-love when it comes to dudes, like, um you think about like okay well is he working out like and i just think about this because it's very and its very like surface level but thinking about like the conversations that i have with my brothers are you working out are you taking care of your health how's your mental um what's going on with you know with your money and stuff like that like how are things going in regards to that thing and you know with one thing is off it's like it really throws a lot of different things off and i know that i spend a lot of my time as a big sister encouraging them and helping you know them to see you know from a different perspective and stuff like that and it helps sometimes and it helps them to stay focused and it plants those seeds but i never because i'm not married yet and i have not in the past had the most success when it comes to the relationship but i've never really thought about how that would affect you know, even my husband in the long term and, like, thinking about all the times that I've been in relationships and I've done the wrong, learning from my bad mistakes and my bad, bad behaviors, was that a lot of those times when I found that I was engaging with a person who was, you know, dealing with whatever they were dealing with, a lot of the times it happened to be, like, financials, financial situations or something like that, and I'm over here nagging about this, that, and the third. It's just like, he can't be, he could never be attentive to my needs whenever I'm nagging about that because he's thinking about this one thing. And so thinking about that on the flip side is me preparing for wife life, how important it is that I, instead of me, you know, going to him about my worries and concerns, I need to be more attentive to what it is that he's going through, how I can support him better, how I can affirm him better so that way he can be, you know, where he needs to be and focus on what he needs to focus on. And then, you know, we can get to whatever it is that we can get to. So I think I'm learning in this aspect. Even though we don't have a man in here, I think that even the conversation being stirred up about what it looks like for a man's self love perspective i think that it's important as women and as wives that we look at that and say okay what is it that you know that he needs and how we can be able to be uh you know be able to 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 serve him in that aspect and to give him what he needs so he can be able to accomplish that goal or whatever the case may be and go forward so i think it's important that we have this this dialogue at least so thanks Ash.
0: Yeah, no problem. And one thing I want to say, I was going to ask Dr. Amy if she wanted to come up, but she left. So one thing that, um, I want to say is the worst thing as wives that we can do to our husbands is never let them know that they're appreciated. Um, um, that's something that I've learned over time. And, um, that that is one of the worst things that we could do to never let them know um that they are appreciated because that is something that helps them to keep going and to keep doing the things that they're doing and let them know they're on the right track um that that is like that's a big deal i know for Tariq that's a big deal but that's a big deal to that a man may may not feel like he's appreciated enough and um that we see him we're not so uh, focused on the things that we are doing um but we see him and we love the fact that he is taking his time to focus on fixing the things that need to be fixed and letting him be who he is 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 I, from my experience, other people may disagree, but from my experience, that is one of the biggest things that you, you could do that can really hurt a man is, is let him just not let him know that he's, he's good and that he's doing good. So, um, and you were not talking so much. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's one of the things that, um, that i've learned over time and let me reset reset the room real quick you guys are in the love experience my name is ashley J, and today we are discussing just married now what now you don't have to be married like this is a topic for everybody i believe i believe all my topics are for everybody but this is a topic for everybody um everybody can learn from this discussion and um I, I was hoping that one of my aunts would hop up here and share their experiences if they wanted to, but it's okay if you don't. Um, but yeah, um, that this is what we're talking about. We've been reading. What have we gone? Are we going over Colossians three nineteen, Ephesians five twenty five and twenty eight, and First Peter three seven. So I I felt like this was a this as usual was a great discussion and um I can look into bringing in the self-love element um from a man's point of view that would be a great discussion to have one day um hopefully one day soon to find out what they think and um yeah this this is what we've been talking about today if the floor is still open if anybody, um wants to come on here, you know, please you can come up here and I just realized the replays are off and I did not mean for that to happen.
3: <laughs> I have a question. yes. so since you are a love expert, let me ask you this <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> So you know whenever they say and I say this because if the topic is just married now what? So you know, whenever like a lot of people say, okay, you're married, then there's like this honeymoon phase. When does that like fizzle out, and then what does that typically look like? And I'm sure you know it's different for every every relationship. But for you to have seen you know different uh, relationships in regards to you um, doing counseling and stuff like that, what is like a typical time frame, and what begins to happen when that stuff starts to shift and like you know
0: that honeymoon phase phases out if you could explain a little bit more about that so from the things that I've learned um in school and whatnot the honeymoon phase will last between I'll say um at the most I'll say at the max it, it usually is about a year and um when it starts to fizzle out, that is when real work starts to happen, Um, regardless of if you have been um, together for a long time. Um, Marriage is like a whole different ball game. It's a different ball game when it comes to um, just making that shift from being girlfriend to being wife. And, the work that you have to you've been together for a long time but married work doing married work is different than doing boyfriend girlfriend work because now you have to do things with intention of keeping your marriage together and um getting used to having different personalities in the marriage and um I hope i'm explaining this right so things will you'll start to you know have little more arguments and um little things will pop up that'll make you um you know not be in not want to be at peace with one another and everything it's its just a huge adjustment period i'll just say it like that it's a huge adjustment period that will happen and when you adjust to things that's, this is why there's an adjustment disorder because not everybody can handle an adjustment it, adjustments can be painful they can be uncomfortable they can be um they can be Just something that not everybody wants to do. Everybody doesn't want to go through a change. Everybody doesn't want to adjust. But when you really get into adjusting, being with one another constantly and um, having to always work together. And like I said last week, the I turns into we. When you're making those adjustments, that's an adjustment to your lifestyle, lifestyle that you're used to having where you just focused on, not focused, but you just had to worry about you. But when marriage comes into play, you're not just worried about you anymore. You're still an individual, but you're not worried about you anymore. So if you are, if someone someone is um, trying to keep the honeymoon phase alive for a long time, a lot of things that need to be handled in the marriage will not get handled. And that might come like a train wreck. Um, Once you get through that period, that could become a, a train wreck. Because everything that was being swept under the rug during the honeymoon phase is now hitting you all at one time. And that's not cool. So... You know, and then there's different things that you can do with to to keep that feeling um, going in your marriage. But for the most part, it, it's it it's gonna it's gonna fade out, and you'll know it because you know you're not going to want to be up under each other all the time. You are going to argue about little things, and you know whatever the case may be. I hope that answers your question.
3: Yeah. And- is because you know the conversation that you had going we want to i think that you know you want to keep these things in mind you're talking about how you know a woman's supposed to or a wife is supposed to cover her husband and things like that and i just think that maybe these are elements that we can do to prepare for what's to come after the honeymoon phase phases out if that makes sense too because it's like what you said the real like work begins then. So I just was wondering if these are tips that you know that you shared in the beginning that we can be able to use to implement for I guess the long haul of marriage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That absolutely. This is something the things that I was sharing, the scriptures that I was using earlier, all of that was um is something that you keep going the entire marriage. It's not something that you stray away from. This is stuff that you do the entire time you're married Um, because one slip of not doing it what is that scripture? One one slip of not doing it and the enemy can get in and try to run amok. So this is something that you want to always do. Anybody else want to come up on the stage or anything? Go ahead, Jess. I was going to say that's fair and that
3: makes sense and I was going to ask is there anything else that you think, you know, to I mean, I don't know, is it is it a way that you can possibly avoid it? Like you said, that uh the real life hitting you like a like a train. <laughs> we don't want that to happen, but is there any way that that, that can be avoided after the honeymoon phase phases out so you can be, you know, healthy in a strong marriage? <laughs>
0: Well, one thing, um, one big thing is communication. The way you communicate um, is going to help you throughout the long long run of the marriage. You have to learn how to communicate effectively and correctly because a lot of us don't know how to communicate. And the way we communicate, can offend somebody else so communication you have to make sure you communicate and also don't be afraid of bringing up something that um you don't like during the, the honeymoon phase you don't want to be afraid of bringing that up because um you don't want all of that stuff to pile up until until you break and that's not gonna be good. So you can there's a way that you can express that and bring it up when you guys are still and on good ground and you know everybody is still liking each other and everything. There's ways that you can bring it up because um you don't want that that um issue to happen. Hey April. Hi
3: ladies, how are you?
0: good
3: good um 20th year i love some of the points that you all have put out there um in this process with me when i was a young bride um i was in my early 20s when i got married going down to my mid uh, to late 40s um i find myself finding um, ways to um how can i say keep the keep the spice in within our marriage um he has a lot of different things that he does. I have a lot of different things that I do. But we don't try to outdo each other as as much as we did when we first got married. It was almost like a I'm gonna try to outdo you loving me. And you know. equally we do it now. I mean, but it's been it's been fun. We've had our highs and our lows, of course. Um, but now we don't try to find that higher that low, we try to find that happy medium if that makes
2: sense. Um we have adult children, um we're still in yet, we
3: you have to tell me sometimes and let them do their thing. They're young men, and we are gonna make these decisions. And I gotta always ask your advice like they did when they were children, you know. So, mom let them be men because that's what they are. And you know, a, a lot of times he'll come like, like I said, with um, we facing different things in the corporate world and even in law enforcement. It's a lot of things that we battle um, on a day-to-day basis. So we come home and try to, you know, reconnect because we have to. Get out of the suit, get out of their uniform, you know, reconnect and, and make a memory, you know, because sometimes it's really, really hard out there doing those things. But we're passionate about both of our careers and we just try to take it and, and just find an agape and keep it there, you know, having God be in the center. And I love the topic. Thank you again so much, ladies.
0: Thank you, April. That That is good, um, making sure you, you connect with one another after... Um, just ending both of your days, like so. With us, I'm a therapist, and I work pretty much all day. Um, I have my breaks in between there, but um, and my husband, he is in IT. He's a cybersecurity um uh, manager. So we both have our difficulties. Like I have days where all my clients are doing great, and then I have days where. They're not doing so great. They might be ready to commit suicide or something, and that takes a toll on me because I'm like, man, I've been working with you all this time. Like, what caused this setback? And I, I'm learning to not take things personally when it comes to my clients, but um, it, sometimes it's hard. And for him, his job, he, he, um, <laughs> today we were talking about, um. The Rooney Rule. I don't know if you guys know what the Rooney Rule is, um, but in the NFL, the Rooney Rule is basically they um, teams have to um, they have to uh, either hire or at least interview black coaches or I'll say coaches of color. And um, he he says that he he's experiencing it at his job from at, for as long as I've known him. He has always talked about the racism that is on his job. And it takes a toll on him because he's belittled sometimes and looked as, okay, you're not, you're not on my level. You're not smart. So why, why do I need to listen to you? But he very well is the savior for most of the big issues that they have at work. So I I try to make sure that we have a times um together like you said April where we can just kind of talk over what the day was about and then try to do something to take our minds off of it whether that is binging out on a show that either one of us is watching or just um cooking a meal or talking whatever the case may be we try to. We have to try to make keep that connection, and and it's like, hey, I'm not gonna let this stop me um, from loving you or bring discord in us with us. Now, sometimes it it can, because um, he he'll it, unless I really ask him, he will not tell me certain things, and that'll take a toll on him because he's carrying that load by himself, and then I'll get the you know, him maybe blowing up about something very small or whatever it is. And then, but I have to, as his wife, I have to understand, okay, he is not getting angry about what I just did. This is something else that's going on. And then I'll ask him, so what's up? What's been going on? How, what's, what are you, you know, what are you experiencing? And we'll talk about it. And, you know, it's just, it's very important to make that connection like april said um and make that memory and understand when even with kids when kids are in the way (laughs) i would say it like that because children can be in the way when kids are in the way and not letting them be in the way and having them you know go on and do what they need to do now my child is three so he's always in the way but God bless us <laughs> So I'm just joking about that for y'all But sometimes we do have to um, Set the priority because We can get lost in Letting the children um, Take over our time together And Not have time I for each other for Huh I said I feel like that about time for myself <laughs> There you go so, yeah, um, thank you for that ad, April. I really appreciate that. Anybody else have anything they want to say? Today, we have been talking about just married, now what? And these we discussed the commands that God has for husband and wives. And even breaking down what that looks like um, for us in, I guess, modern times. I'll say it like that. And how we can operate around um things that can happen and keeping us now we're talking about keeping the spice up. So <laughs> thank you guys for being here. Um anybody else have anything they wanna add before we close out?
3: I do one more thing, um, Ashley. Um we also have uh, accumulated a model in my home when it comes down to different things that, that take us to and take us, you know, to that, that other place we have the always think that we say love is what love does and what is love if you can't give it away in spite of any situation it's not always good it's not always can't it's not always that
2: we're going to be good in a situation but go back to that place of love
0: I like that that's good I like that that you should probably get that um, made like as in a banner not a banner but something that you can hang up I like that Um, Jasmine, you have anything? Uh, Linda, you can come up if you want to say something. Anybody have anything else? Oh, here she is. Good
3: afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Um, (laughs) Conversation (laughs) has been really good. Um, I just wanted to add, I want to go back to communication briefly. And just to add that we have to remember communication is not just verbal. Um, Ashley knows one of our family traits it's that our face and our eyes talk. So you may think that um, you're not saying anything if it's one of those not so good times but we have to be mindful of our facial expressions, our body language, because that is a
2: big part of communication and it it gives messages sometimes that I can say, I don't even know I'm sending out, you
3: know, my husband may say, you don't have to say a word, your face said it all, your eyes said it all. So just a reminder that communication includes body language.
0: Thank you, that's a good reminder. Um, Because yes, as my aunt said that, we are all guilty of those facial expressions. (laughs) And Tariq will sometimes say to me, why are you looking at me like that? And I'm, you know what? I didn't even know I was looking at you crazy. I'm sorry. (laughs) So yeah, um, she's so right. We have to be careful of what our body language is saying because we can say, I love you so much, but our arms are crossed and we are rolling our eyes or whatever the case may be. And it's like, okay, but that's not what the rest of you are saying. So, yes, be mindful of your body language. Thank you, Aunt Linda. Um, anyone else? If not, we will close out. Okay. This was a great um discussion thank you so much for everyone participating and um adding what they had to say to the discussion today and i pray that you guys will be able to take what we discussed and use it in your life um jasmine you know you're you're still in wife school so you can take all of this stuff and use it for when you get married and Things will, you know, go over a little smoother, smoother because you already are um, being taught certain things that some people aren't getting taught and jumping in and have no idea what they're doing. So thank you guys for being on. We will be back again um, next Saturday at one o'clock. And I cannot wait to see you guys there. And come in ready to, uh, you know, participate. Because y'all know I like talking. I want to have a discussion about stuff. And if you have not done so yet, go ahead and click the um, greenhouse at the top. So you can join the club and know when we are going to have another um, room. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. There are plenty of podcasts out there and you chose to listen to mine. I truly appreciate it. You can view show notes at itsashleyj.com. Just look on the podcast page. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a review. Until we chat again, bye.